By the end of this episode, you'll have at least a dozen new backlinks to your website so you can climb the ranks in Google and make some more money. I'm Nick Loper, and this is The Side Hustle Show. It's the business podcast you can actually apply. Today, I'm joined by a longtime Side Hustle Show listener. He's a former pastor and nonprofit worker turned SEO pro from digital marketing freelancer to agency owner, and he specializes in helping small businesses like yours leapfrog the competition with some easy SEO wins. Jeremy Poland, welcome to The Side Hustle Show. Yes, thank you so much, Nick. Thank you. I'm ha- so happy to be here. Absolutely. So we've got a few broad categories of links you can get. People have been paying you to do link building for years. And so you've learned lots of specific sites that we can target underneath those categories, whether you're an e-commerce seller, whether you're a freelancer, consultant, service business owner, whether you're an online business owner, blogger, niche site owner, we got lots of stuff for you. So where where do we start? What do we, let's go. We, we've got maybe our on-page stuff dialed in. Like I feel like that's very much within our control. You know, we can mess with our titles and headers. But beyond that, now it's like I got to go out into the world and build backlinks to my site to build some credibility, to build some authority in the eyes of Google. That's a perfect way to understand it, Nick. And so these five categories that I feel like can really frame link building for folks are general monthly backlink building opportunities that apply to a wide swath of people, then industry-specific links, local-based links like local media publications and quality blogs and such around your local area, then also what I call special plays where you're harnessing an asset or an accomplishment of the company or the organization for online PR and SEO gain. And then fifth is my favorite, the discount category. Okay, fun. All right, well, looking forward to getting into all of those. Let's start at the top, these general monthly opportunities. Google doesn't need to see like an explosion of links all of a sudden for a particular organization, especially if it's new because it's just really unlikely, right? So this kind of methodical monthly general link building um, approach really, really helps and just creates a rhythm and basically shows Google that you're active, you're alive, you're in business, you're online, and you're moving forward. And then the truth is the stage is set for some kind of explosion potentially in the future, you know, off of like real PR that's just picked up and, you know, your company did something awesome and boom. Yeah. Dedicate half an hour, an hour uh, every week to go and go grab a few of these, the low hanging fruit uh, opportunities. I mean, what are some of the directories that you like that maybe people have overlooked for their business? There's some amazing directories that people might not think can apply to them. And I've got kind of a a, a fab top tier uh, crunch base is one that I've got in my first month program. It's widely applicable to folks. You don't have to be an angel investor. You can can create a crunch base profile for yourself and for your organization. Also directories like Clutch, Good Firms, ChamberofCommerce.com. The truth is the list is long. So there are so many of these high quality to medium quality domain directories. It's a blast to to work through them. Yeah, and some of them are going to be no follow links, but that's okay. That's part of a natural backlink profile. One of the interesting ones that I saw was the AARP. And if you, I guess, you know, submit a little digital pledge that say we do not discriminate in our hiring practices, there's a chance of getting a link from the AARP, which is a high authority domain for sure. That's right. And I'd say it's a 95% chance of every listener getting a link from AARP unless they're an adult themed business. If they submit that form, honor the the general pledge to respect the age of all workers and they will be uh, approved by AARP and listed in their, you know, 
business directory. So that's an example of what I did. I essentially had to reverse engineer this process because I got into digital marketing, as you alluded to. I had some people say, help us rank better. Let's do SEO. And the truth was, I wasn't really prepared in the very beginning. And so I just started reading up, learning and scouting competitors on Hrefs. And I was I really quickly figured out, hey, backlinks are one of the key key buttons that drive the whole wheel here of rankings and traffic. And so I looked at competitors' backlinks and I just began studying and collecting my own database of link building sources because my clients weren't giving me a budget to outsource link building. And I think that's beyond the reach of, of a lot of smaller businesses. And so I needed to build links for them without them spending additional money on link outreach building. Any other ones top of mind in that general monthly category? You know, in that general monthly category, I would say there's some really cool SEO checker tools that actually do generate backlinks. They get picked up by Hrefs. Those are fun and cool. And it's just a super quick win. You're basically just dropping in your domain. They're searching for your website. By the way, if you're brand, brand new, you may not even appear in the in the searcher tool, but it's just fun to check that out. Um, and then another... So, sorry, pause there. Tell me how these things work. So you plug in your site. What's an example of it? An example of that is like Woo Rank or something. These are basically diagnostic or SEO tools that are actually giving you meaningful information. Like sometimes they'll do on-site SEO or page speed, or they might tell you how your site's ranking. They're existing to provide some kind of information for, for website operators. They basically generate a new page for each each input that they receive. And Google picks up on this. And, um, you know, these are low to medium value type sites, but they're, they're quick and they're easy. And it really, it basically just shows Google that you're active and you're trying to improve your site and you're learning and you're out there and you'll see these links in the profile of all the big players. So it's, it's just a very normal system. So it's almost weird if you have only super high value sites, you need this kind of like organic mix and some of these tools are even going to find you eventually, and they may show up in your backlink profile as well. But so that's what they are. Another general monthly item might be social media or publishing sites like Substack and Ghost and Medium. Those are just cool places to get some content out there about your company and create often, a, you know, no follow backlink, but it's just a good way to get, get seen and, and, and get some, some material online. I have a link from Reddit, you know, just those kind of things. Okay. I need to be better about syndicating some stuff to Medium, to LinkedIn, to Substack. Just you're already creating this content. Like as long as you you kind of you know publish it first on your own site, let everyone know that's like the original copy, but then syndicate it far and wide because you never know. You may get picked up on other publications or may you know have a chance to punch above your weight class, go viral on some of these other channels if anybody else sees it. That's very true. And establishing that initial backlink, that one single backlink is is very helpful. And it, Google follows these connections. And I, I realize that in the majority of small business SEO battles or niche SEO battles, I'm talking at the lower to middle levels, we're talking about a 100 referring domain difference between the top players, top performers, and, and those towards the back of the pack. So if someone's able to quickly build approximately 100 new backlinks from 100 referring domains, they are going to drastically improve their position. And so many of these top performers, let's say a top local service performer in a major suburban area, let's say, might have 300 referring domains. So, yeah, Which sounds intimidating to a brand new site, but it's not 
it's not completely out of reach once you start chipping it's away. It's definitely at not it. out of reach because we're talking about just with the monthly approach, you can build twenty to twenty-five in that fashion. And that's remember, you always can get picked up and you you can get attention that that you maybe you, you know you weren't aware of. So that's that's always the sort of dream goal. And really by by putting forth some of this early stage effort, building these monthly backlinks and doing other, you know, proactive workout style outreach, link building efforts, you're going to put yourself and your organization position to get some, essentially some free or some, you know, unearned uh, publicity. You're putting some balls in motion. I mean, the worst thing is when somebody doesn't, maybe they've paid uh, handsomely to have a website build, or they put in a lot of their own blood, sweat and tears. And then they're, they're realizing that there's no traffic automatically coming to it. And if they do nothing, they're, you know, that that's a sad state. So I'm trying to trying to bring hope to those folks saying, look, you don't have to spend thousands of dollars, nor do you have to sort of go down this like hyper academic learning exercise for months to like understand every intricacy of, of technical SEO. You simply can learn as you go by doing these habits, just like basic fitness where you're walking, you're jogging, you're doing some lightweight training and you're getting tips and training as you're going while you're seeing results. Yeah, a couple tools to share. So I'm using the Mozbar like Chrome extension, which tells me the approximate domain authority and the uh, inbound links for every specific search query. So if I'm trying to rank a specific page on my site, I could see, well, how many backlinks does number one have? How many backlinks does number two have? Like, oh, okay, I have some, it gives me a specific target to shoot for. And it's like, okay, am I you know, maybe their domain authority, you know, 80, 90, like, ah, am I realistically going to outrank them? Eh, probably not. But, and so you kind of can gauge, you know, where am I going to put my efforts and how am I going to go about that? The other thing, so you mentioned hrefs for backlink checking. I just got an email from Keywords Everywhere that said they have a new free tool. I haven't tested this yet. So, you know, somebody's going to have to, you know, fact check this a free backlink checker tool for some domain. So you can go out and punch in your competitor, see who is linking to them and go out. And it sounds like this is how a lot of your list was built. Like, well, who, who's, who's linking to these uh, competitors? Who's linking to who? Yes. And I like why exactly. I love Keyword Explorer, by the way. And I'm, I, I'm eager to check out that backlink resource that they're offering because Ahrefs is, is sort of the standard bearer, SEMrush, and they're fairly pricey tools. And I love those, those Chrome extensions that kind of make the SEO game vivid and fun right in front of you. The Moz toolbar is one of the first things I recommend people do. I have it in my browser too. I love it. And then um, the Moz information that's assimilated right there in the search results that can show you, wow, okay, this is how strong or how weak some of these, you know, these websites are that are that are ranking. And that that is inspirational. Yes, most of what I detected was I, I started spying on the backlink profiles of, of high performing sites and realizing the the relative amount of backlinks that they that they had and then looking at some of the specific backlinks and like wow how they get that and uh and, and reverse engineering the process all the way up to some top brands and maybe i'll i'll touch on that a little bit but some of the, some of these cool strategies that that folks can do all right anything else come to mind under the general monthly you know the directory style link building the you know user generated content style substack medium stuff like that anything else that people would say wow i should uh, i should go for that i think we've knocked that one out okay there was one another one that you had on the list that was interesting to me it was the org.com which was a nice, like very short six letter domain and it was like upload your org chart basically and it was like well that was, was kind of an interesting one 
<laughs> yeah, I found that on Product Hunt one time. It's just a it's a, a unique style of business directory. Again, it's free to sort of create your company profile there. And then they're interested in you know, who works in the organization. And you it's up to you, but you can upload information about your team. And you can even build links. Each each individual on the team has, has the ability to, to link out to something uh, within their the org profile. So it's cool to, to check out some of these directories and realize you might be able to build a link to your homepage. You might be able to build a couple of links to some of your service pages or sub pages also within that. I call that a deep link. And so I've noted that within DIYCO, like sites that allow subsequent or additional uh, links. So yeah, the org is cool. Yeah. And you just mentioned product hunt. I mean, that's another one, like create your profile or claim your profile. That's in my top 20 list. You can have your own profile as a user. And uh, of course, if you actually release a product, then you're, you're really going to benefit from some, uh, some backlinks there. So that's cool. All right. So that was category number one, general monthly link building and these some directory type of plays. Number two, category two is industry specifics. What do you mean by that? If you're a roofing company, Google would really like to see some links from construction or roofing related sites. So Google has refined what they're looking for. And so they're going to essentially give you additional points for being linked and networked within your own industry. So it's just, it's almost common sense. And so what I've done is I've assembled batches of links by industry. I've got about 25 different different common industries, law, marketing agencies, faith-based groups, roofing, pest control, pool, you know, on and on, plumbing. And so anyone in, in those categories can click and basically quickly see a scan of links that I gleaned from companies in their in their industry. And so I went through them and looked at what do, what do they have that's industry specific? And I grabbed it. So these are general industry directories. Sometimes these are higher end publications. Sometimes they're vendors that list providers and, you know, and, and performers in the industry. And so these are just great no brainer opportunities. By the way, of interest probably to a lot of your listeners, I have a startup industry category. So uh, there's a whole slew of uh, link building opportunities for people in the startup category, and that that extends beyond real tech. I mean, you you know, if you're starting a a floral business, you're a startup, so you don't have to be the next Google to be a startup. Any examples off the top of your head under you know startup or pest pest control, <laughs> whatever category this is? Because yeah, I mean, there are things like like general things like pest control world or pest control directory, or there are publications within the niche, you know, like, I'm not giving exact specifics, but these are the type of things you see like a roofer journal, and they're actually looking for roofers to, you know, to submit a quote, or submit an experience or something like that. And then they'll publish, they'll publish that that company and that that executive, and uh, with a backlink. So that's the kind of thing that that someone can, they'll also, you also encounter in the industry world, you know, $10, $15, $20, you know, join here and uh, we'll list you. So those kind of things, but because they've got roofing in the domain, Google is going to pick up all that and just, and, and respect you, you know, for, for, for networking. And you're trying to maintain some topical relevance, right? If you're blogging about personal finance and all of your links are coming from, you know, random pest control sites, uh, like, wait a minute, like, okay. Exactly, exactly. That's the kind of thing that could hold someone back from the higher realms. I'm a fan of general sites, but then I'm also quickly helping folks 
get into the industry, the, the industry niche game as well. Yeah. Do you think, I mean, are these worth paying for if it's five, 10, 15 bucks or is it just like, I don't know. Definitely. I think it's totally worth paying for because it's just like networking. I like to liken things back to the real world. I mean, you know, where many of us are going to pay $20 this week to go to a networking event or $100 to join an association or a charitable organization. So it's just, think of this as, as, as part for the course. So for the majority of listeners, I'd say plan on spending maybe $100 a month on small price, you know, directories that, that have a cost. So rarely would I advise someone to pay more than that, but there are times, and especially at the higher levels, people are playing bigger games. There's a U.S. government link that is phenomenal. It's a .gov link, and it essentially verifies. It's, it's almost like a double, triple, quadruple verification of a business, and it has to do with European regulations and American trade principles and so on. The bottom line is, is if you pay $1,500, and, and go through this process, you'll get this .gov link. So I have that in my, in my notes. So that's an example of something that people would do at the higher ends. You know, you can join bigger organizations or universities will have boosters, you know, opportunities for $500 here, you know, $250 there, and you can join that. So that's just bigger, bigger levels. But some folks are in a really competitive game, and I've been there on behalf of clients. And so they need to just kind of find every piece of firepower they can get and they may have the budget to do that and they just go. Yeah. I was going to say, hopefully by the point you're uh, willing to spend 1500 bucks on a, on a back, like hopefully you're at the point in your business where you, you don't really need it. But I guess if it's super competitive. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's just, just like ongoing, you know, your major e-com, you know, if you're doing that or you may even need to get verified because you're, you're selling to the EU and, and things like that. Okay. So in this category, looking for industry specific directories, looking for, vendor lists looking for best, you know, fill in the blanks in my area type of thing and trying to submit your business to those types of sites. Yes. So those are the pest control company. In addition to like looking at my list uh, for pest control niche sites, they could think to themselves, Hey, who are we buying product from? Who are our vendors? Who are, who are we interrelated with and quickly check out their sites and uh, maybe identify a specific, you know, portion of the site and, and reach out to those folks. Say, can you include us on your partner list? Or, you know, here's our logo. Uh, could you feature us as a case study, a success story? Could you quote us? Those are sort of like, you know, normal business relationship requests now. So, I mean, you, somebody can pick up five high quality backlinks from their vendors just by, by asking. Yeah. I had some success in the virtual assistant site that I was running, reaching out to the virtual assistant companies like, Hey, would you mind linking up to your review profile if you think that it's factually accurate and you want to encourage people to go leave a review for you. And so I was able to build some you know, very relevant and specific links uh, to the site in that way. Oh, that's awesome. Yes, yes. I mean, reaching out like that is always, you know, usually so profitable and good for sure. If you travel a lot for work or for a vacation, you might be familiar with that feeling you get knowing you're leaving your space unused for long periods of time and you're still paying for that privilege. But hosting on Airbnb means you don't have to leave your home sitting empty when you're away. Being an Airbnb host isn't just a way to earn some extra cash. It's a chance to share your space and make a guest's vacation all the more memorable. You might be thinking, eh, maybe my place isn't the right fit, but don't write it off just yet. Your potential Airbnb might be right in front of you. Whether it's a spare room or even your entire home, there's an opportunity waiting. 
Airbnb turns your home into a practical and even profitable venture. We just got back from a family trip to Hawaii where we stayed in a great Airbnb, but our place back home could have been a highlight to somebody else's travels, and we could have used the extra cash to help pay for the trip. So if you're curious about hosting on Airbnb, find out how much your space could be worth by visiting airbnb.com slash host. Once again, that's airbnb.com slash host. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search and hit the ground running with your new hire. But what if you could get rid of the search part and just get matched with qualified candidates? Well, now you can with our sponsor, Indeed. It's simple. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. The matching and hiring platform is trusted by over three and a half million businesses worldwide to connect with great talent faster. And 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. For my next hire, I'm using Indeed to tap into a talent pool of 350 million unique monthly visitors. And what else is cool is Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets. And how about this? Side Hustle Show listeners get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Just go to Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right. Category three, local links. Local links are so helpful, again, because many of us are doing business in a local area. And if you are that service provider and you, you know, you're on the map for plumbing in the Kansas City North region, you definitely would like to have backlinks from meaningful sites around you. And I'm talking about something different than like Yellow Pages in this instance. I'm talking about actual Kansas City related websites like a Kansas City business directory, potentially the Kansas City Chamber of Commerce, you know, maybe the like a smaller submarket chamber of commerce, blogs, local publications. And so I've teed that up. I've started with a big Texas list because that's where I'm from. And actually I'm willing to generate these local links for anyone, you know, who, who joins the program and where, wherever they're from. So it's a it really helps to get linked in with people who are talking about things in your area. And that's something you could do just totally on your own, just by, by Googling. And I mean, you live there. So you're thinking about, think about who lives, what publications you refer to, you know, night on the town in, in Tacoma and just, you know, see how you can connect with those folks. They may have business directories. They may list sponsors. Uh, they may feature businesses. And so it's really worth the quick outreach exercise for those. Yeah, I wonder if there's even anything, if your local city.gov site, you know, has, if it is .gov, like if they have anything where it could be. There are local municipalities, Nick, Greg, that have uh, business directories. And there are some that will list even people out of their area as like vendors or potential suppliers. So there's a, I have a municipality in Florida that lists suppliers. So I've gotten backlinks from a Florida municipality for Texas clients just on the the chance that they could potentially be a supplier for for that municipality. So they just listed them. So yes, I've got a lot of that stuff teed up. New York City has a ID card essentially or like a benefit card for all residents. It's basically a a, a souped up discount card and any business can apply even if you're not in NYC you can apply to be listed on the NYC one card provider list 
because you know you can do e-business of course with an nyc re- resident so oh interesting yeah they've got an extensive process but it's possible to get listed there basically if you're willing to offer a discount yeah. to uh, to their residents okay. um, that's that's an interesting one so what i'm hearing is absolutely do the google my business listings do the yellow pages the yelp listings but like also set up your profile on nextdoor and yelp and patch and chamberofcommerce.com and like all this stuff there was an interesting one that I came across and it was, I think, Alignable, which is like a business to business referral network where you, I guess, set up your profile and say, here's who, here's the type of customer that I'm looking for. What type of customers are you looking for? I don't know. It may be a no follow link, but another type of site to set up a local profile. Yeah, you're right. That's exactly right. Porch is another one. And uh, I've been on Alignable for a number of years. It's good. It's like, I recommend people almost like move through the process and get all these initially set up. Some of them you might actually interact with more and potentially, you know, use on an ongoing basis for for connections, networking, lead generation. But it's just so helpful to kind of like begin expanding your online footprint. And it's it's just ultimately a no-brainer. And as you get into some of those more creative sites, you'll discover something cool in your area. In Houston, we have the Houston Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. And they'll list any business of any race. And um, and so I've gotten a lot of, you know, they just have a simple form. You fill it out. And they, they're really clear. We'll list any business on here. So it's just, uh, you know, when you find that kind of stuff in your area. So maybe maybe by simply searching area plus business directory, somebody could gather some unique finds. And then I've got stuff already lined out, too. Even local blogs to see like, well, who's blogging about my town? I don't know, something, if you have something newsworthy, especially, uh, maybe it makes sense to reach out there. The stuff you've already heard of or the stuff you've already visited, the sites you've already interacted with are a great place to start. Yeah, you know, two tips to reiterate. One was on that Marketing Ideas Roundup episode that you were also a part of, was we had the recommendation to really treat your Google My Business profile almost as if it's social media and you're constantly posting updates and to me, it made, once I heard it, it made a lot of sense. Like, yeah, of course, Google is going to reward you engaging with their platform and feeding their algorithm more data. So that was part one. And the other part came from Luke Vanderveer, who was running his rank and rent business, where he would, you know, build up the local profiles kind of as a lead generation for, you know, local carpet cleaning service, and then would, you know, rent out that site to a high quality local provider who wanted more leads. Now, his his tip was in creating these local citations, these local directory listings, was to not just straight copy and paste the same description, because that's the easy button. That's what everybody does. But, you know, in doing so, he says, you know, the duplicate content kind of sets in and not all of those end up getting indexed. So create a unique or semi-unique description for each of these (laughs) that you're creating a profile for. Yes, that's so true. And that is a really good warning. And I was thinking about that. And I know I've been guilty of that at times of like just a little too much copying, pasting into the like profile box. I do recommend everyone create a standard 100 and and potentially a standard up to 500 word description for their company. And then you actually can use a content spinning tool, which can just sort of reshuffle the words and the message. So you could you could be quickly pasting that. And then also you could just use human editing and just kind of minorly alter and create a, a distinction uh, in your message as you as you go forth. And then you we, we were talking earlier about posting medium and content syndication. A lot of times what you can do is actually take just a snapshot of the big blog article you just finished, just post a paragraph from that. You know, like here's a tease 
you know, here's a teaser from our blog post. And uh, I think that's a really acceptable way to syndicate content is basically creating little snippets and then uh, sort of teasing back to the canonical or the original version on your website. Okay, fair enough. All right, well, that was category three, local link building. Number four is what you call special plays. What do you mean by special plays? Oh, okay, this is exciting. And then this is multi-faceted. So special plays are smart and creative ways of harnessing the assets or the aspirations of your organization for online PR and SEO gain. So for example, when I'm going in and all the marketing agency folks can can cheer with me, when you're going into a new client, a lot of times you're trying to figure out what's newsworthy or interesting about them so that I can get some link building momentum. And sometimes it seems like they, they don't have much. And so you have to almost get creative and think, okay, all right, what do you got? Well, our owner presented at this at this industry conference. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, and he actually, you know, wrote this publication or this industry book or uh, he's been on these podcast episodes. So the more, you know, the more folk they've done, you can harness those assets I call them as a special play. So for example, with the written publication, if it's not already a a, a book, it could be turned into a book on Kindle pretty quickly and um then you can open the door to the author special play. So anyone, and I know Nick, you're an author. I've got a whole list of, of author related sites, starting with Goodreads, which is really the top of the pyramid. And then on and on sites that will list you as an author or list your publication. But do you need to be an author to be on Goodreads? Or could you just create like a reader profile and say, here's some of my favorite stuff? Great question. You can definitely be a reader on Goodreads, of course. But in order to truly post, in order to create a backlink, my experience has been with Goodreads, you do need to be an author. And so Goodreads is really the top of the chain in that they are looking for an actual Amazon ASIN number. So um, that's why I would start, I start this process and I teach the process too. So if you've got a white paper, you've got a, a publication of some sort, you can quickly turn that into an actual Kindle ebook. You can, of course, use that in a variety of ways. But now you've got a link building asset. You can now join Goodreads and you can begin building backlinks as an author. So that's what I'm after. And for those of you who are podcasters, there are so many link building opportunities. And Nick with Side Hustle, he's got an incredible domain authority because of all the interviews he's done, all the folks he's connected with. And because the show's prominent now, it's in all the directories. So if you've got a new or startup podcast, you can put forth a little effort and get your site listed, push the button a little bit and get your site listed on a variety of directories. Anyone can start a a podcast on anchor.fm really quickly. I've done it on behalf of clients. So special plays are just cool, creative ways of building backlinks very affordably without spending a lot of dollars. You can promote a job page. You can promote a company event. You can promote a scholarship. You can promote a charitable endeavor. You can promote a coupon or a contest. And so all of those essentially have like a, a stream of link building opportunities, you know, based on, uh, on the company action or asset. Okay. Now I would caution against starting a podcast just for the sake of building links. And maybe you do like, you know, five episodes, season one or something, and then you could you have your podcast out there on all these directories. That's fine. But I'm telling you, I've done it. It's not, <laughs> you know, exactly. It's a weak podcast in the, in the full sense, and it's not going to ever compete with you, Nick, but if somebody, you know, potentially might like to pick it up in the future or do something with it, they legitimately, I'm talking about a really small business, they can build a 10 to 20 
quality backlinks that none of their competitors are going to have. So it's just like, think about Google's kind of spying in, making this instantaneous algorithmic decision. And all of a sudden this plumbing company is on Anchor FM and Spotify and Apple.com because they've spent a little time establishing a very basic podcast with an episode or two and and following some of my link building uh, techniques. I mean, they're just going to stand out compared to their competitors who've got the yellow pages and the local blog. So that's what we're going for. We're trying to outsmart our competition in ethical and white hat ways. And what's cool is special plays actually kind of encourage people to do meaningful things anyway. So like the scholarship, I've coached uh, this to dozens of people. I say, create a scholarship, something you care about, make it fairly broad, create that page. This is a legitimate once a year giveaway, and then go promote that to all of my scholarship resources. These are university or high school websites or certain media publications that are listing scholarship opportunities for students. I mean, think about it. They're they're in the business of, of helping students find scholarships. And if you are providing a $3,000, $5,000 scholarship opportunity, you're going to build some links from that. Not every single university is going to add you immediately, obviously, but just imagine just a local power washing company that has five dot edu backlinks because they've got a, they've got a cool scholarship. So, I mean, it's just, it's a huge win. And I've seen larger scale entities do this rhythmically and, and they'll have a hundred backlinks from their scholarship page. I, I can track all this. So it's a, uh, it's something that you can go really far and deep with it if, if you like. So the process there would be to create the, you know, side hustle nation scholarship, encouraging entrepreneurship in high school and in college students and, you know, submit your you know application. What, you know, what business do you want to start? What business are you already running? We'll give you an extra thousand dollars towards your tuition and then reach out to colleges and universities to say, Hey, I have, you know, find if, especially if you find the ones that already have like a directory or listing of different scholarships, they, I'd like to throw my hat in the ring. I'd like to add this uh, to your listings. Exactly. That is it. And, and the process there is either sending an email to somebody that's listed there in the financial aid office or the general financial aid email or uh, filling out a form which they've established there. So it's, I've aggregated all this data to make it simple and make the process smooth, but it also can be obtained by folks just kind of by hacking through the search engines and uh, looking for these pages. It's kind of like old school SEO. Does that still work? Or is Google like seeing past this? Ah, you're just doing it for the links. Well, I mean, I'm sure there are some, there could be some annoyed, uh, you know, administrative folks, but again, it's like anything, their job is to present opportunities for their students. And so I think if you make it meaningful, you know, if your offer is legit and your page looks good, it's, it's not going to go away. So, I mean, because anytime you're providing a meaningful service or a meaningful giveaway or a meaningful opportunity, and you're simply promoting that out, just like general networking, right? You're going to bump into somebody that's annoyed by your service or your pitch, but you just keep going and you're going to find people who are, who are grateful for it. So that's the same thing that's going on online. And just rest assured, the big brands, they are doing this at scale and they're not, they're not getting emotional about it. They're just, they're getting their stuff out everywhere. And uh, so that's, if I'm really trying to bring some of those high end corporation level tactics down to a small sole proprietor or LLC and just say, look, you could do this too. Even, even if you do it at a fraction of the pace, you're going to see some real benefits. And again, you're just trying to stand out from your little pack of six competitors. None, none of them are doing this. None of them are starting a podcast. 
None of them are, you know, have a published work and they're doing the author play. Have an event of any kind that's that's beneficial and interesting to the community and post it on meetup.com and then a whole whole list of other event related sites. You're just generating free high quality backlinks because you're actually doing something. And then guess what? Some of your local media publications may be tipped off and, and see that sh- that your company's holding an open house and uh, you know showing children around the facility or just just doing something that's unique. So that's kind of what I like about SEO, almost the goodwill side of it. It, it does encourage people to do uh, helpful and beneficial and uh, new and, and creative things in an effort to generate PR. We're just we're just trying to generate PR. I mean, everyone's advertising, so we're just we're just trying to kind of tighten up that networking game online for small businesses. Yeah, on the events side, we had a guest blogger on Side Hustle Nation who was in the tutoring space. And so he would post the you know event at the local coffee shop or the local library. You know, here's, you know, five things every parent needs to know about the new ACT or something. And, but here, you know, absolutely could host it on Meetup just to cast a wider net for that thing. And you don't even need anybody to really show up. I mean, you committed an hour to this event. I mean, he was doing it for lead gen. Like, okay, I'm going to give an hour of my time, be the expert. And all of a sudden, hey, when your kid needs tutoring help, who are they going to call? So I love that. That is a, such a cool approach. Yes. And like just by playing that out online a little bit, you're going to sort of get this on this ongoing residual benefit. And we, we might note, you can even do live virtual events now. So and those can be listed on event sites. Yeah, we had in, the, in the, when I was working at Ford, a dealer in Tennessee would host what they called the new owner clinic. You know, for everybody who bought a car in the last month, come on by. You know, it's hosted by the service department. We'll tell you everything you need to know about your vehicle scheduled maintenance and, you know, how to not get ripped off by, you, you know, you can do business with us, but you can also do business with other service centers. Here's what to be on the lookout for. And that was it generated some goodwill in the community. And, you know, they had cookies and lemonade and stuff. Um, but you could do that in almost any niche. That is creative. I would come if they had a real meal, though. Not cookies and punch aren't enough for me. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. So I want to circle back. So you mentioned starting a podcast. The other, you know, even easier thing to do to build backlinks is guest on podcasts. This is, uh, in some cases, you know, just go talk to somebody for half an hour in exchange for a backlink. Maybe one of the easiest ones you're ever going to get. And I will share how I kind of accidentally at the start and then more intentionally later on kind of build internal deep links, like not just homepage links which are great, but like posts, you know, links to high priority content on the site. So at the end of the episode, people will ask, hey, this has been awesome. You know, where's, you know, where can people go to learn more? Tell you what, sidehustlenation.com slash ideas is my big constantly updated list of part-time business ideas you can start today. And it's just, it forces like, oh, now I'm getting a, an internal link to one of the really high priority pages. So if you have something like that, if you're in the service space, hey, you know, mydomain.com slash services or mydomain com slash special, you know, we'll get you a special discount for your listeners or something. And you can build uh, more internal links in that way through guesting. I know in the marketing tips roundup episode, you mentioned matchmaker.fm. There's podmatch, podcastguests.com, lots of little apps, you know, web apps that have cropped up to help you find guest opportunities. I do. Th- I think that's phenomenal. And for someone who's a founder or who's intimately involved in the business, and would like to put forth a little effort. Guesting has been uh, very exciting for me. I'm I'm still at the early stages of it. And I know you've been on a ton of shows and you're a host. So you get people pitching and reaching out to you. 
Uh, Matchmaker makes it fun. I've enjoyed that in particular. You can create a free profile. I currently pay the $9.99 a month for the pro subscription, which means I can send unlimited messages. I basically have a, a template message. I include some links to more information about me, even helpful things like company logo and other assets that they might need if I end up going on the show. And so I just really expedite the process and I kind of blitz through and message folks, see who messages me back. And then it's amazingly efficient. They send me a calendar link, we book. I mean, you know, you somebody could really get on, on a nice array of podcasts pretty quickly, at least with smaller and newer shows. Yeah, I will say, you know, customize your pitch, you know, listen to the show so you know what you're getting into. Like, you know, don't be, you know, because I'm on the receiving end of a lot of these you know, booking agents and PR companies. And they're just like, oh, you know, so-and-so, you know, best-selling author, you know, eight-figure business. Like, cool, good for you. Like, that's not really a fit for this audience. I can see that. Okay, yes, you're right about applying like some actual creative thinking. I mean, I've got the paragraphs to sort of explain all the deets about me and what I'm what I can talk about. But a little bit of creative thought on at the beginning of the message to tailor a pitch to that show and even this episode, we went back and forth, you know, half a dozen times on, well, what's, what's the right hook, you know, before we ultimately settled on, hey, let's just, you know, brain dump how people can add a bunch of links to their profile. It's like, you know, we'll just go rapid fire through these. But okay, those were the special plays. There was one other that you touched on, which was the job page link building, which is a way to get links from career sites and stuff. How does that one work? That works so well, because I feel like almost every organization has some type of perpetual position that they're receiving resumes for. So I recommend people set up a career page, company.com backslash career, list out their perpetual job. You know, if they're in the marketing space, they're probably always looking for a videographer or a video editor or something like that. And so that perpetual position is there. You're receiving resumes and then you can take that career page and network it in a lot of places. And I'm talking about sites a little bit outside the box from Monster and Indeed and things like that, although they'll notice you as well. Of course, many of those are paid job boards. But I'm looking at media sites, newspapers, job listings, uh, university job opportunity sites, so where people are eager to post job opportunities. And so I've listed out a bunch of those. Again, that's something you could search yourself or you know check out my resource within DIYSEO. So I've got about 50 different job related sites and sources. Some of them are national. Some of them are local or state-based. There are some .gov opportunities that list job opportunities for folks in their state. And, you know, so there are some unique requirements at times and one size does not fit all. But this, the job play uh, makes a ton of sense. I had one particular client. We created a perpetual job post. We submitted it to some some newspapers and and, um, we got picked up by AP and ended up, on like 70 different sites. Yeah, that's great. And we've seen some people doing outreach, like, you know, all of these like work from home job listings. Hey, I've got a remote friendly job. I'm hiring, you know, video editors. You can do that from anywhere. So reaching out to these, you know, work from home. Hey, would you mind adding my thing to your database here or to your list here? Well, that's really good. I need to add that into my, um, to my repertoire. Where I get is so I'm on the receiving end of some of these like PR, uh, you know, distribution lists and stuff. And what I get is like the creative jobs where they're trying to get, you know, news coverage for it. Oh, we're hiring a sleep tester, get paid to test mattresses. Or, you know, how about, how about this side hustle? Well, we're looking for a, 
I don't know, somebody to test all the flavors of cotton candy or something. It's like, you know, they're very clearly trying to, you know, get as much media as they can, which is definitely like a backlink uh, play from high authority sites. I wanted to turn that around and ask, do news releases make sense to do? Like, I know sometimes some services you got to like pay 800 bucks or something to do this press release. And I mean, that was an old school SEO tactic. I don't know if that is still valid today. It may not be quite as as hip as it was, but I have PR listed as a special play opportunity. And there are quite a few free PR sites that will essentially will build a backlink for you because they're going to list your press release with the link back to your site in and of so that that already is one backlink. And of course, they're they're sort of espousing that they're going to open the door to other media opportunities. So I would say it's a, a medium level special play, especially if you really truly do have a news release of some sort. There are paid press release opportunities, of course, and I have many of those listed. And, you know, a lot of us are familiar with, you know, sort of the like top tier of press releases. And yeah, it really could be worth it depending on someone's particular strategy. If you've just unleashed your new newest electronic bike model, I mean, it might might make sense to spend a couple thousand dollars on press releases because you're going to get backlinks and it may open the door to other opportunities. And, you know, a lot of people like Haro, where you go on, uh, you can help a reporter out and you can list yourself as a source or an expert and at least get email opportunities to sort of pitch your knowledge. And um, it's a little bit of a long-term game, but occasionally you can get something mentioned in a really cool publication. Okay. So press releases, your mileage may vary, but make sure you got something that's truly newsworthy versus publishing. Hey, the latest podcast episode has dropped. Like, uh, okay, probably not worthy of a uh, of a press release there. All right, that, that was special plays. Those were all awesome, super creative stuff. Number five is the discount link building play. Let's talk about that. Oh, you bet. Discount links are so wonderful because this applies to so many people and it is very powerful. And this is uh, maybe the most trendy approach I've seen you and, and very still very few people are doing it. So this is where you create a discount page for a category of individual like military, like government employees, educators, medical, seniors, students, etc. And so you've got a unique page for each of those categories or you, you can just start with one to not get overwhelmed. So let's say you're going to do educators, your company.com backslash educator discount on that page have a bit of a bit of text explaining how the discount works. Maybe it's the same, um, you know, same discount level for all those different categories. And then you're sharing that page with websites that list discount opportunities for educators. And so I've aggregated a lot of that within DIY SEO. So like that makes the process faster. You can, you can begin outreaching to school districts and universities. Many of them uh, have cool discount related pages for their folks. So, they could put you on their employee discount opportunity page. And um, I found a lot of school districts have this in particular. So uh, in particular in Texas. So, uh, and that's probably applies across the board. So you're simply saying, look, for every educator, we're going to give 10, 15% off of our, um, you know, window cleaning service. You're sharing that page again, via either via form or via an email. And if you follow, uh, I do recommend people follow up you know, if they don't get a response in two to three weeks, et cetera, I use a special Google customized Google sheet for all, for all these efforts that we've been talking about. And that's something that everyone gets if, within DIY SEO. And you literally like make notes of your backlink efforts and like where you are, you know, this is complete. This one's in progress waiting to hear back. So that's the process there. Okay. And this is taking a page really out of some 
big company playbooks. Like when I was working corporate and even through my wife's uh, work, they're like, well, we have negotiated employee discounts with Verizon and Dell and Microsoft and stuff. It's like, okay, I could do the same thing just on a smaller scale. And so maybe I... That's right. That's right. I remember I had a Dell discount at an employer I worked at. Yes, we had an internal page. So our page wasn't published publicly, but many of these school districts or, or universities are just published are going to publish the page publicly. So therefore, there's a backlink opportunity. Yeah, like uh, your alumni directory. Yeah, that's big in in the Seattle area. Like, oh, you have alumni discount uh, d- directory. I'm sure it's out there somewhere. Yes, that alone that could explode. Because remember, if we cycle back to small business, we're talking about needing 100 referring domains to get to to leapfrog up to the very top and of their of their niche. They could get 20 discount backlinks, maybe just from the educator. And then they could get another 10 from doing the veteran discount, maybe another 15 by doing the medical discount. And so we're, these are, and plus these are higher value sites on average, because these are typically, these are the media, school district or university in nature. And so this is, this is gold for folks. And if they're doing the monthly building and they've secured some local links and they grab some niche links, I mean, and they decided to, to start a podcast and podcast once a month. I mean, they could be rich in backlinks and in online strength quickly. Yeah, this is great stuff, Jeremy. Really, I don't know. I had a lot of fun. Hopefully, we delivered on the promise to get you, you know, 12, 15, 20 new backlinks by the end of this episode. What's next for you? What you uh, what are you working on these days? I'm working on uh, DIY SEO. So I still maintain a set of clients that I do private work for. I'm uh, a marketing contractor for them. And then I'm I'm pushing DIY SEO out there because I feel like there's a void in the sense that SEO is typically expensive for a lot of folks. And a lot of people are actually wasting money on tools. Tools are helpful, but if you're not, I guess, knowledgeable enough to use the tool or don't, you know, don't have an action plan to do something with the tool, and then really the tool is not super valuable. So I'm, I'm trying to give people exactly what they need. And that's the backlink building opportunities and the nudge to do so. And then the Google Sheet organization to really make this an actual process. I believe people could hand this off to an administrative personnel, a family member, an intern, even a virtual assistant, and potentially at a fifth to a tenth of the cost, actually get an SEO uh, backlink uh, building operation going. I know I did some work for an agency and they're paying two to $300 per backlink. And these were, all, these were definitely quality backlinks. Uh, but um, I'm like, man, I mean, for, so for less than the cost of that, Someone can have a complete backlink building library. They can search by .edu. They can search by .com. They can search by Word. They can search by, you know, my, my database is fully searchable. I've got over 3,000 backlink opportunities. And really, if I can help people not get lost in the jargon and sort of the technical SEO talk and really realize, hey, look, I just need to play this networking game. And if I just create some habits and, and start doing this over time, I'm going to succeed. I'm going to be in a good, healthy place. Yeah, this is at DIYSEO.link. I think we'll have an affiliate link for you in the show notes if you want to support the show that way. But over 3,000 links inside. I think it's a really cool example because it's, yes, you know, it's years of your own, you know, work and research, like in the trenches to put this together. But it's like, it's a selling your sawdust type of product. Like I was, you know, I was doing this anyways for clients, but like, oh, there's this other audience that I could serve. So I don't know. I think it's a cool example of that. Again, wow, I love that phrase. I mean, I really am. I'm a side hustle listener and I'm, you know, hopefully on my way to being a success story because I am, I'm selling my playbook 
there's no way I can serve everybody myself. I really realize that, that sort of selling a lower price information-based product in this way is more fun. I look forward to building community with folks and being, you know, being a resource and an encouragement, but mostly empowering them to do this, this game on their own because it just, it just does not have to be as complicated as people have made it out to be. And many of us know sometimes industries benefit from overcomplicating themselves and, well, there's no way you could do this on your own now. You got to hire us. And uh, so I think there really is a, a do-it-yourself opportunity here. Absolutely. Again, DIYSEO.link. You can check Jeremy out over there. Let's wrap this thing up with your number one tip for Side Hustle Nation. Look for creative and interesting ways to do things that others have not done. And if you can fuse the mindset or the approach from one industry or one career, one application to what you're doing, you're really going to find some wins. And so like a lot of what I'm doing is combining some of the skills I learned in nonprofit work and in authoring books with what I'm doing now with digital marketing. So I feel like if you will bring in the the knowledge and uh, the experience from other arenas into what you're doing now, you're, you're really going to get some creativity and some spark. Yeah, it's so true. It's like, you know, bringing a, a, a breath of fresh air. It's the same reason why having somebody else proofread your work works way better than you trying to read your own thing. It's like, oh, you know, a fresh set of eyes. But if you can apply that to a new niche, I think you're, you're off to the races there. Well, Jeremy, this has been awesome. Uh, a couple notes for me. One was just like, you know, invest that time in carving out that time to create a few new inbound links to your site every week, every month. It might not take that many to start to jump up in the rankings and uh, and have a corresponding increase in your traffic and your sales. And the second thing was doing that little bit of extra work that your competitors aren't doing, like, you know, creating a Kindle book or creating a short, you know, season one of your podcast, like, you know, casting this little bit of a wider net that other people in your niche, they haven't thought of, it's not on their radar, but you're listening to this. So it is on your radar. So I'm just uh, that little extra thing to get yourself uh, a leg up. But uh, big thanks to Jeremy for sharing his insight. That is it for me. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're finding value in the show, the greatest compliment is to share it with a friend. Until next time, let's go out there and make something happen. And I'll catch you in the next edition of the Side Hustle Show. Hustle on.